on this episode of Not Normal. There's a big market big for hoaxes. Big market for hoaxes these days. <laughs> we should get this out of the way. If you tend to be superstitious, uh, or if you aren't sure what you're looking at, or if you happen to be a small woodland creature, owls can be terrifying. Come to our gift shop. Learn about the hodag and the glowing children eyes out there. Well, in Welsh folklore, hearing an owl means an unmarried girl is about to lose her virginity. Oh, nice. Now, when I was growing up, hearing Bon Jovi usually meant that. <laughs> Hello? I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm so scared. Paranormal, is that what they're calling your kind these days? Well, I mean, let's face it. You're not exactly normal, are you? I myself am strange and unusual. It's not exactly a normal world, is it? Vision Podcasting, in association with The Venture Project, presents Not Normal. It's showtime. Welcome to Not Normal, the only paranormal podcast my mom even knows about. Not that she, you know, listens to it. I'm your host, Randy Strew, with me as always. AJ Armstrong. You know, Randy, I thought of a podcast where you just have millennials trying to explain to their parents what they do for a living, and the parents have to regurgitate it back to a person. Right. That's yeah, a, the, these podcasts. My son, he does these podcasts. You know those things where they talk uh, to themselves on the internet? That's right. <laughs> you imagine that? I kind of love that idea. It'd be a good segment anyway. Not on this show, but it'd be a good segment. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about something that isn't strictly in the paranormal realm, but it has been known to uh, dip its talons in from time to time. Oh. Yes. But first, the paranormal tale that will get us where we're going uh, eventually. <laughs> I'm getting the hints already. That's right. Going back to September 12th, 1952. I was just a boy. <laughs> my, my dad wasn't even a twinkle in his dad's eye. Okay. Uh, brothers Fred and Ed May, along with their friend Tommy Heyer, say they saw a bright light streaking across the sky around 7.15 a.m. The boys went immediately to the home of Kathleen May, the boy's mother. The group formed an adventuring party, rounded out with two other local boys and West Virginia National Guardsman Eugene Lemon, and converged on the G. Bailey Fisher Farm, where the youths believed they'd seen the object. I believe that was 7.15 p.m., actually, but anyway. Fred and Ed are these kids' names? Yeah. Wow. Clever. Creative. Fred and Edward, technically, but (laughs) I mean, yeah, Fred and Ed. Uh, So the group crested a hill where one of the boys says they saw a pulsing red light. Lemon shined his flashlight around the area, and that is when they spotted, just for a moment, a tall, man-like figure with a round, red face, eyes that grow to greenish-orange color, a pointed hood or head that resembled the Ace of Spades. The creature is said to have uh, had a green or black body and possibly small claws. As the group approached, the creature suddenly hissed and glided right toward them. Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight. And the entire group fled. And that, my friend, is the story of the Flatwoods Monster of West Virginia. The Flatwoods Monster? Describe it again. What what does this thing look like? All right. So, tall man-like figure with a round red face, eyes that glowed a greenish-orange color, a pointed hood or head that resembled the Ace of Spades, with a green or black body and small claws. 
I mean, that's that's sounds almost like it could just be a person. It does. Just uh, dress uh, now, goofy. I do have a picture for you. Okay, if you'd like to uh, see yeah, it. Well, I, <laughs> this this is an artist rendering. <laughs> it's just, this artist rendering looks like someone just took the Ace of Spade and just put it on top of a normal floating person. Put, put it put it on top of a robot in a dress. So it's floating though. Is that is that supposed uh, to be common with the lore? It, well, they. <sighs> They're not sure. They're not sure. If it glide float. towards them. Glides. Okay. So it either walks really smooth or, or it floats. Or floats. That's or... kind of creepy. If it floats, that's pretty freaking weird. It is. Now, you know, keep in mind, it was dark, you know, so they didn't get a great look at the thing. Now, the creature would become local legend, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, residents swearing the creature was of extraterrestrial origin and, of course, selling Flatwoods monster merchandise to tours, uh, tourists and UFO enthusiasts to this very day. But, of course, uh, though the witnesses truly and fully believed what they saw that night, uh, and other enthusiastic investigators have agreed with their version of events, the reality of the situation uh, is uh, a bit more mundane yeah. in origin, as you could probably imagine. Uh, local authorities, have, as you might expect, converged on the site after the events and investigated thoroughly. Their investigation, bolstered with some of his own findings, is summed up by Joe Nickel in his book, Investigating the Paranormal. He devotes a whole chapter to... Uh, the Flatwoods Monster. Now, as Joe devotes several pages to the subject, I'm not going to do the injustice of trying to paraphrase it. But here's the spoiler. The shape that was streaking through the sky that night? Probably a meteor. Mm -hmm. The lights that they saw? Well, it turns out there are actually three lights that are on at all times in that area, and it was probably one of those. <laughs> and the Flatwoods monster itself, the real culprit and subject of today's podcast, is an owl. No kidding. Well, that's an anticlimactic <laughs> end to our debunking of this. Yeah. Uh, now, don't worry. I'm not going to leave it there and just assume you'll accept it. Uh, now, I showed you the the artist rendering of the Flatwoods monster. Uh, Joe Nichol has actually taken this a step further, and I'm going to try and make sure I, I post this on. Uh, our Facebook page, but he did a side-by-side -side drawing and comparison of the supposed Flatwoods monster and what is likely the actual case, which is an owl sitting on a branch. What a, st what a stunning resemblance to an owl. <laughs> so how old are Fred and Ed when they see this thing? Uh, hard to say. Now, I I don't necessarily blame Fred and Ed. You got to remember, this is the 50s. They're children. They're children. It's nighttime. Well, the, the, the Lemon, the, the guy who saw this, is a is a National Guardsman. He's the guy who dropped his flashlight and screamed and ran. Gosh, his testimony's got to be worthless now. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but you, really, you can't blame them, right? Because you see something streaking through the sky that you've never seen yeah, before. Yeah, a bizarre chain of events. A, bar a bizarre chain of events. Then you see this thing with glowing eyes. And then it comes at you. Right. And it floats at you. I mean, you're going to freak the hell out. This is the ending of a Scooby-Doo movie. You know? Uh, now, it turns out it's probably an owl. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah. the ending of the Scooby-Doo Scooby novel. You know, Mr. Mr. Withers, except that Mr. Withers is a, a, a feathered uh, predator, <laughs> is all. <laughs> uh, I love how people still just insist on monetizing this to this day oh I, I mean wouldn't you yeah i mean it, let's let's be real if, if it reminds me of our loch ness episode we need to come up with a some kind of fake monster so that we can monetize this that's that's right well just a little bit north of here they have the uh uh hodag and they monetize the hell out of that even Absolutely. though they i mean they found out within like a year that that thing was a hoax oh yeah 
we're going to start making hoaxes. There's a, I bet you there's a huge market <laughs> there's, in hoaxes. There's a, there's a big market big for hoaxes. Market for hoaxes these days. <laughs> People believe anything. Absolutely. Now, I should point out this is likely uh, not the first time, and, and let's be real, it's not going to be the last time that the owl is mistaken for some cryptid monster alien or ghost. Right. But we will get to that. Uh, but we should get this out of the way. If you tend to be superstitious, uh, or if you aren't sure what you're looking at, or if you happen to be a small woodland creature, owls can be terrifying. That's true. And they do, their eyes glow at night. And they're larger than you think. I mean, absolutely. It, it, if, you ha- if you're not used to seeing owls in nature, they are quite large. I, I give them minor credit. You know, I mean the great the great horned owl is massive. Yeah, for example, I believe it's actually killed someone in Minnesota like a decade and a half ago or something like that. Okay, because someone was wearing a coonskin hat and its talons were big enough to penetrate a skull. Ouch! So that's a crappy way to go, right there. You can fact check me later, but yeah. Uh, Particularly, you know, in the case of our West Virginia friends, again, they're already keyed up. They're already looking for the unexplained. They stumble across this thing. In fact, uh, probably won't surprise you at all, Aaron, to find out that there are myriad superstitions and legends when it comes to our friend, the humble owl. Mm. In fact, uh, the Dictionary of Superstitions by David Pickering suggests that hearing an owl hoot, particularly in the daytime, is unlucky. And if you hear one near your home, the best remedy is to throw some salt into the fire. You do have a fire, right? Yeah, naturally. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Should you hear this sound while someone in your house is sick, then uh, in some quarters they suggest you should make every attempt to kill the owl and then place it on the sick person's chest. A mild fine for that, probably. Probably. Um, Now, I'm not sure whether this is supposed to help them get better or if they just figure having an owl carcass on your chest will cheer you up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I bet you there's some people out there that still do that. Oh, there's definitely someone down in down in the Cajun South of New Orleans. Like, oh yeah, I gotta get down. Uh, I got them all and uh, <laughs> I gotta put that on a chest, and your cold gonna go away. And, uh. I, I have a Cajun friend who'd probably take offense to that. Uh, what, whatever the hell that was. Well, thank him uh, for his fries because those are delicious. Ah, hoot gotta hoot that, hooting a holler on that alligator and the owl. Well, in fact, in French folklore, uh, if a pregnant woman hears a howl hooting, it means a child will be a girl. While in Welsh folklore, hearing an owl means an unmarried girl is about to lose her virginity. Oh, nice. Now, when I was growing up, hearing Bon Jovi usually meant that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know even who it is in my day. Maybe Ed Sheeran or something. (laughs) Uh, Now, it should also be noted that according to superstition, looking into an owl's nest will result in a lifetime of suffering from melancholy. (laughs) So if you uh, end up running into an owl, prepare for a life of depression. That's right. Uh, Actual sightings of owls have long been held by folklore to be omens of death or other misfortune. But it's not all bad news for the owl, unless you happen to be an owl. Uh, they act like it's like Medusa or something. To right. See an owl, like you're going to turn to stone. I mean, I mean I, I'm not like a nature enthusiast by any stretch of the imagination, but I've seen owls in the wild. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's this remarkable thing. No, they're, 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 they're fascinating. They are. I love, I love looking at owls. Now, according to uh, folklore, nailing a dead owl to a barn door is said to protect livestock from farms. And uh, going way, way back... Warriors carrying an owl's heart were supposedly gifted with renewed courage in battle. I believe the nailing of the owl to the uh, barn doors was supposed to prevent rodents and other animals from eating your vegetables because that would scare away rabbits and other things from. So that's probably where that came from. Now, see, that makes some sense. In fact, um, where I work, 
the, the, the building where I work, one of the tenants has a large number of trailers. And because they got tired of birds crapping on their trailer, they actually posted a wooden figure of an owl on top of one of the trailers. Yeah. And it keeps the birds away. Yeah, it took centuries to figure out you could just whittle one out of wood and it would <laughs> right. have the same effect. Yeah, it doesn't, you don't actually have to use an, an owl carcass. <laughs> uh, you could just make one. Hence why most of them are probably endangered now. Exactly, exactly. Well, that and uh, eating owl eggs, according to folklore, is said to cure such ailments as alcoholism, gray hair, and even whooping cough. And now we're onto something. That's yeah. an interesting idea. So what is it about the owl that makes it so mysterious? Well, we've talked about a little bit of it, and in many cases, frightening. Now, I suspect this has a lot to do with the eyes. Owl eyes are a fascinating thing. Yeah, they're terrifying. They are terrifying. They look like people eyes if you zoom in on them. They do, and they're massive. Uh, in fact, uh, somebody said certain owls, the eyes could take up like a third of the body. Wow. <laughs> or, or at least a third of the head. Now, is there anything more unsettling, for example, than uh, something that just seems to stare at you without looking away, without so much as glancing to the side? It can turn its head almost 360 uh, degrees. Yeah, well, it turns out that owls aren't actually capable of doing anything but staring directly at you because owl eyes, unlike human eyes, are not eyeballs. Mm. They're, in fact, fixed cones that are fixed right in that spot. That so, hence why they can move their heads so easily. But that's why they can move their heads so easily. You've seen the owls like do the bob and weave thing? Oh, yeah. That's because they can't glance. That bobbing and weaving just helps them look at things from different angles. all bird eyes or just owls? Owls, for the most part. Wow. Uh, again, you mentioned uh, they can turn their heads 270 degrees. Wow. I know. Some exorcist crap right there. And then there's what's known as eye shine. Now, this is in nocturnal animals especially, but you've seen animals whose eyes will glow in the dark. Yeah. Uh, now, this is due to a reflective membrane in the back of the eyes known as the tapetum lucidum. The membrane sits behind the iris and reflects, uh, reflects light back to the light source, enabling nocturnal creatures to see better in the dark. So basically, you shine a light at them, they turn that into a little flashlight that runs right through their own eyes. Right. And they can see in the dark. Yeah. Uh, so eye shine can vary in color depending on the critter. Uh, for owls, these colors, uh, which also depend on other factors, such as the color of the source light, are in general white, yellow, or red. Spooky. Mm. Yeah. The Halloween bird itself, the owl. I mean, even in our culture, you see a lot of, you know, kind of bizarre owls are. If you're going to pick an, a bird for Halloween, you're, you're going to pick an owl probably. Right. Maybe a raven. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. That's a little bit probably deeper. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I was going to say bat, but that's a that's a flying rodent, not a uh, yeah, not a bird. Witches. Um, yeah. not, not exactly birds, but they fly. Well, and, and owls are are seen as, you know, again, but going back to folklore and, and, and superstitious culture, uh, owls are seen in many cases as witches familiars. Yeah. Much like uh, certain, you know, black cats and things like that, uh, owls can be seen as a, as a witch's familiar. So, you know, again, owls are are kind of by their nature mysterious, spooky, and their haunting hoot, or in some cases screech, doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, right. They make bizarre sounds, and and uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of interesting though that when you're look as you mentioned when you're looking at them at night and the glow of the eyes. I mean, imagine how how many times that contributed towards some kind of legend or superstition because uh what was one of them was it the rake that had the glowing eyes well mothman yeah mothman's eyes glow red uh and and that's a that's a great example of something that by the way is probably an owl yeah or any nocturnal animal any nocturnal i mean if i shine a light at my cat at night its eyes glow right right you get the eye shine uh coming back 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, nocturnal animals, uh, raccoons, I believe, uh, certain foxes. How do we put in contact lenses to do this? If we're going to stage a hoax, Randy, we need to be able to figure out how we can recreate glowing eyes. I bet there are reflective contact yeah, lenses. Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, but that, that would mean that you'd have to have somebody shining a light in your eyes. That's fine. Which <laughs> Whatever it takes for the, to get the sale. <laughs> as long as I can put it on a keychain, I don't care. Come to our gift shop. Learn about the hoed egg and the glowing children eyes out there. That's right. Uh, well, yeah. And so, you know, you, you kind of see it's, it's really no wonder that owls could be mistaken for other, even otherworldly creatures. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. You know, when we talk about a lot of cryptids, about a lot of ghosts, what we're really talking about is is a case of mistaken identity. Yeah, most of the time, right. And uh, Or uh, not even mistaken identity, something that maybe wasn't identified that is now discovered. Right, right. Think about the discovery of certain things that are probably common now. I imagine early on in those days, like, what, what was the first time someone discovered a shark? Like, I bet they thought this was some kind of sea monster eating flesh off of humans in the water. Oh, sure. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, sure. And then eventually it's like, oh, yeah, it's a shark type of fish. We're all good with it. We have a whole week dedicated to it on Discovery Channel. That's right. Shark week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, one that fascinates me is the orca. Yeah. Which my, my son set me straight on the orca. He apparently was doing some learning about the orca in school. And uh, we call it the killer whale, which is a misnomer. It was actually the whale killer. Wow. Uh, because these things hunt in packs. Yeah. They're and really smart. They're really smart, and they will take down a whale. Yeah. Uh, and they'll take down sharks. And Oh, yeah. They're they're outstanding. A funny story about uh, orcas is I was at a restaurant one time, and I saw that there was on the menu, uh, orca was there on the appetizer. And I'm like, this would be delicious, I imagine. You know, it'd be like mahi-mahi or something like right, that. Right, right. And I get it, and it's some kind of vegetable. And I'm really confused. And I said to my wife, what is this? Oh, you, you got says, okra. She says, this is okra. I said, I thought I was about to be eating a killer whale right now. She's like, aren't those endangered? I'm like, yeah, I thought it was a great deal too. It's four bucks for, for some killer whale. <laughs> and she just, to this day, every time she sees okra on a menu, just completely makes fun of me. Because I thought I was going to be that's, getting some kind of unique fish, you know, or that's something. well-deserved, sir. Yeah. So you can all make fun of me now. Yeah. Well, they are members of the uh, porpoise uh, uh, family or the uh, dolphin family. That's true. Yeah. So it's like mahi. It would taste like mahi mahi. Probably tastes like mahi mahi. Yeah. yeah. I like. I didn't know, for example, that like they will, they will create waves or whirlpools to knock something off of the, like if, if, if there's something standing on an iceberg or on a ledge, near where they where they want to eat it. They'll like create waves or a whirlpool and actually knock it off so that they can eat it. <laughs> like these, they're bastards. They, yeah. And then you see these like you know mostly like millennials and I have to admit mostly white people that want to go swimming with these stupid things, and, and it's just you know do you guys not understand these things eat sharks? Right. These are these are the wolves of the sea. Yeah. Really. And they're smart as smart as some people. I say some people because yeah. we I know a lot of dumb people, Randy. Well, sure. And I'm sure whales They're are smarter, smarter than some people. Let's be, let's be real. <laughs> They're smarter probably than the kind of people who would want to go swimming with them. Um, but I think that the point is that like when you discover some kind of new animal species or whatever, it, there's probably always this like speculation that this is something bizarre, uncanny. You know? Right, right. And, and in reality, it's like, oh, no, this is just a new discovery. And maybe, like you're saying, with a mistaken identity, that's what's happening with oh, some yeah. of these different discoveries. Well, you know, can you imagine walking through the woods? And, and this has happened to a number of people. Uh, you know, in the days long before the Internet, you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden you just hear, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo. 
And then you just see these massive glowing eyes staring at you. Yeah. I mean, good God. Yeah, if, especially if you're not an outdoorsy type. <laughs> yeah, like the first time you ever hear this, like you're you're crapping your pants and you're running. I'm you you are right. Oh, <laughs> of course. And I think that that's uh, unless you're used to getting you know periodic cat calls in in public, which you know the both I, of us. I'm I mean, sure obviously we are. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm used to that. Right. I just like, oh, there must be you know some ladies over you, there. You know, like, you know how ladies are with their cat calls. Yeah, they hoot <laughs> they hoot like owls, <laughs> especially when I walk through the wilderness. <laughs> that's with, actually with their with their big glowing eyes that actually, women have. <laughs> that's actually how I met my wife. I was just walking through the woods and I thought it was an owl, but little did I know, it turns out it was a woman that came out of a bush and said that was my mating call, son. Turns turns out Aaron's wife is actually an owl, and we've been married uh, six happy years now. <laughs> uh, she's got this weird fondness for a rabbit. It's so strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wondered the whole time why she was eating only rodents for, for years. And she'd never cook them. It was so weird. Yeah, it was really so weird. weird. But, you know, that's uh, that's this world. So so owls are interesting, but I think you're right. I think that when we start to run into these creatures, it is a mistake of identity, probably because sometimes it's just the discovery of something new. It is. Well, it is. And if you're not, again, if you're not used to it, like I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you a video in a little bit. And, you know, and I, and I want to make sure that we're very clear here. You know, we're not saying, oh, my gosh, these idiots who think an owl is a ghost or an owl is a cryptid or blah, 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 blah. Because, number one, if you're not used to the woods, you don't know what the hell an owl could sound like. You know, even in cartoons, you just hear, okay, I know it makes a who sound. Well, number one, not all owls do that. It's quite loud, too. And it's very loud. Yeah. Uh, If you're not used to seeing massive glowing eyes staring at you in the dark, that's frightening. Hell, if you know what an owl is... And you just hear an owl behind you all of a sudden or see just these massive glowing eyes staring at you. It's going to spook you a little bit. Most of my understanding of owls came from Winnie the Pooh. Sure. I mean, whose didn't? And then I went to a a field trip at Green Lake and we had an ornicultural class and we learned about owls and actually broke apart its feces. Oh, so I'm I'm really spun up on this. You didn't realize how prepared I was for today, Randy. Nice. This is the most prepared you've ever been for any. Yeah, maybe for anything. But I mean, especially this podcast. I mean, Aaron's never looked at ghost shit. No, he's I, he's never checked out Bigfoot scat, but he has. No, I have. I, have, I try to remind our listeners frequently of how I have no qualifications to be on this show. But today we're talking owls and but uh, owls because of my sixth grade field trip to Green Lake. Damn it. I am an expert on owls today. <laughs> that is that is perfect. Uh, so. Uh, now I, I dog on this show a lot. Uh, there's a, there's a show uh, called, and I believe it's on the the Travel Channel and, and possibly the History Channel as well, um, or TLC or one of those. Anyway, I, I know it's on the Travel Channel. One of those daytime shows that you're usually unemployed if you're watching this, right? Or right. a high school kid during uh, summer vacation called uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Yeah. Now I love the show. I absolutely adore the show. Um, I, I find that the commentators tend to be a little bit too credulous, and that may be a producer decision. In fact, I hope it's a producer decision uh, because, these, you know, in a lot of cases, these are like paranormal experts, paranormal researchers, uh, investigators who, who lend a bit too much credibility to some of this stuff. But um, it, it's a great show, and I, and I do love it, but I dog on it a lot, and for good reason. Uh, an episode came on recently where a gentleman saw a creature on his house, on his rooftop. And again, we're going to share this video. 
Uh, there is some language to the video just to let you know. Uh, but we're going to share this video. But I want you to hear first what this guy says about the creature's sound before he finds it. I can't really describe exactly what it sounded like, but almost like some kind of a screech. I don't know, maybe some kind of bird, but it was definitely up there. Also, earlier we were hearing some heavy, uh, like, thuds and... I don't know if you'd say foot per, like uh, steps or whatever, but it's like something was scurrying across. I thought it was just uh, squirrels or something. But okay, now keep in mind that it sounded like a screech. Okay, then we're going to uh, move up a little bit, and I'm going to show you this uh, this actual creature here, Aaron. That does look like an alien. You're telling me that's an owl? It even, it even flaps its wing. Come on, in dude, the video. That's an alien. It even flaps back, its wing back, in the go video. Back, go back one more time. One more time. That's an alien. You know, I was all on board with you debunking this until I see this thing. <laughs> what it looks like it's got like a little hood on. Wait a minute. Oh, it's an owl. Okay. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. See. How many views is this guy did? Dude, we are in the wrong business. <laughs> we need to be in hoaxing stuff. I mean, gosh. Yeah. But it, no. You. But you could. Okay. Fair. But again, fair. Now, now I'm not going to. Again, I'm not going to dog this guy. Right. Because no, it did look legit. Middle, middle of the night. He hears a screech. Has no idea what the hell it is. He's trying to sleep. He goes outside and sees this creepy-ass white face on his roof. Yeah. I mean, I got no problems with this guy. No. No, and if, if in fairness, if you go check this video out, folks, it looks weird. It look, it does not look like he's he's from a distance, and he's shining a light on a, on a rooftop that's adjacent to him. And the video's grainy. And it's cropped out from the neck up, so it looks weird. It looks yeah. like a freaking weird alien thing with a hood on or something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, once you take a closer look at it, you realize, okay, that's a, that's a barn owl. And then it flapped its wing, and you're like, yeah, okay, this is an owl. Yeah, it flaps its wing, which helps. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and remember what the guy said about the, the sound that it made. Yeah, screech, like a bird. This is what a barn owl sounds like. Now, that's a truncated sound of a barn owl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's not your hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo, like you think of the movies, right? No, and they have longer screeches than that, and sometimes louder and sometimes slightly so, so deeper. So it could screeching. sound like a person. So it could sound like a person. In fact, I've heard barn owl screeches that sound like a woman screaming. <clears throat> so, Talk about a hell of an alibi if you're going to kill somebody, <laughs> guys. This was a barn owl. You, it was, it was you clearly didn't, you didn't hear anything. Very clearly a barn owl uh, <laughs> screaming. There was no woman screaming. It was an owl. That's all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't condone any behavior like that on this show. No. But no. if you need an alibi, there's a, there's there's one for you. No, and there's I, mean, I was listening to the owl sounds. There's there are a couple in Australia that sound like a woman actually yelling, 
like not screaming like that, not that high pitched throat guttural scream, but more like just a woman saying, you know, but a relatively human sound. I mean, help and, me, but really loudly and things like. And birds are notorious for, I mean, mocking birds or uh, you know different types of parrot species, crows, crows for for sounding like people mm-hmm. and change. I mean. There was a parrot. There was a parrot that my uncle had, and my uncle's name was Bart, and he was dating a really uh, angry woman for a long time. And all the parrot said was "F you, Bart. F you. <laughs> F you, Bart." And it was just hilarious. You go over there as a little kid, and you know. uh, what what you should do is uh, uh, Google the uh, uh, cockatiel that uh, sings "Drowning Pools Bodies." <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. Just teach your parrot to sing a song. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, since we're since we're talking about it, it's, pull that it's, up. Pull it it's up, almost Randy. relevant. We'll we'll pull it it's up. It's completely relevant because what we're trying to we're trying to show here is that birds are fantastic. You know, masters of disguise. They are. They are. Before you get through the ad here, nobody cares about your stupid New ad. Nitro Pepsi. Okay, hoax idea for you. <laughs> Why don't we just find some weird sounds on social media and we just play them on repeat for some parrot and throw the parrot into the wild and create our hoax and then we'll create the gift shop shortly thereafter <laughs> with tours and, you know, meet the scientist that discovered this, Randy Strew. Yeah. Randy will come out like all strung out like he looks like he's high on crack or something <laughs> scratching his neck and stuff yes yes it was right here where i saw the beast if i ever want to destroy my credibility well uh well in the name not, of, in the name of profit not, I mean, not that i have credibility in the last two years i mean we've seen tons of scientists destroy their credibility in the name of profit so I mean, that's valid yeah. i could just be one of them exactly nobody would ever believe a word i say but i would have money yeah exactly I, I can afford for you not to trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, again, that that kind of gets us to where we're at uh, with with today's episode. And I knew it was going to be kind of a shorter episode, but I wanted to bring up this idea of and, and kind of put this idea in, in, in our listeners heads of mistaken identity. Yeah. Different animals or birds or species that can be mistaken as some other creature. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you're an idiot. It doesn't mean, you know, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, it, it happens. And we talked a little bit about that on our Loch Ness episode. Is, um, I don't know, are there other creatures that could be right, exactly. you know, mistaken? A large um, alligator that made its way up there somehow. Or something. Yeah, there's a video floating around the internet, uh, um, you know, viral on the internet, even though about half of the viewers, including myself, which, I mean, nobody on the internet cares what I say, but... You know, I mean, I'm one of thousands of voices watching this sea creature chasing a guy on a ski do or on a boat, and watching this watching this happen, going, "That is a sea lion," <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that an is, orca. That is that is literally, or not even a sea lion. That's like a seal. That is literally a seal. Well, imagine playing in the wake of your boat. I mean, imagine like <laughs> discovering the great blue whale the first time. Some sailor in the you know, turn yeah. 
in the early whatever some pioneer from 1100 ad sees this just massive creature emerge from the ocean right like right under his boat right like what the hell is going on like, here this thing's like this is a beast right? yeah and they find out it just eats krill and it's actually pr- pretty harmless yeah pretty docile yeah humpback whale yeah same, same thing same thing massive massive creature that if you don't know what it is could probably scare the crap out of you right I mean, imagine that being those pioneer sailors. Imagine all the things Vikings like figured out, just didn't share with the rest of the world early. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go that way, yeah, there's things that eat you in the water. Like you go in there, they'll just eat you alive. So you don't want to do that. Yeah. Stay away from that area. <laughs> so they're talking about the kraken, <laughs> yeah, the giant squid, right? Scaring the just scaring the shit out of people talking about a giant squid. They're not saying like by giant, of course, we mean larger than other squids. So it's it's a good six feet long. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's larger. Well, I mean, when I was in uh, when I was in Norway, I went to the Viking Museum and saw the old ships, and I'm like, these ships like aren't very big, and they were going across the North Sea in these things, the same sea that sank the Titanic, and this is the they were going just like, yeah, you know, we're just going to do it. We're going to see where we go. Absolutely. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's that's how you explore, man. It seems like more rash than brave, in my opinion. Because <laughs> you have an entire world that thinks that, um, yeah, the you're going to fall off the edge of the earth. And it's frigidly freezing. Right. It's known for choppy weather and poor water. Uh, and you're just like, okay, so, so we're just going to take this boat that's a glorified canoe and do our best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, you, you know, you got to hand it to them, though, because, you know, they're, they're looking at this going, you know, gosh, is is the earth flat? I mean, if it is, surely there's a there's a rim. There's something we'll be we'll be able to tell. Yeah. You know, um, before we before we get there. You know, are there are there creatures that are out there? Are there you know what's out there? And, you know, it, the human spirit is sort of uh, got this sort of indomitable strain that says, hey, let's go see for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can't know for sure. Well, Elon Musk just announced he, they have they are pretty confident by the end of this decade we will be on Mars. I mean, talk about a really interesting discovery or uh, frontier to explore now. Absolutely. Imagine the precious metals we'll find there. Well, and and just the idea of having a, a of colonizing, whether that works or not, will you know remains to be seen. That's pretty low on but, my list uh, of places to go. Sure, is, is Mars. Sure, sure. Um, but I mean, more power to the the explorers, right? That's going to be the explorers of our generation. I mean, I've barely been outside North America. I'd kind of like to visit Europe first, I guess. Right, yeah. Uh, before I go to Mars, I, I, I was out of my comfort zone in the Caribbean, to be honest with you. Sure, you know, sure. They, they have very different driving laws down there. Yeah, aka none. <laughs> I'd like to visit Mexico before Mars, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it does bring up the point that that's the the next, like in the Star Trek, you know, introduction. That is the last frontier. I mean, that's going to be very interesting to see what comes of space. Final, the final frontier. You've just pissed off a million nerds, Aaron. (laughs) What did I say, the last? Yeah. I can't believe I did that. (laughs) Wow. Dude, we're going to lose viewers. Just... 
just the, the the nerd collective head explosion that just happened. Who do you uh, think's listening to this podcast? I just pissed off our target demographic right you, now. You did. Which is nerds that are really into bizarre, creative, sci-fi types of experiences. Yeah. And I just alienated them just now. Yeah. No pun intended. No, we've got no listeners left. <laughs> the, the media, dairy farmers, and now we've lost the nerds. We're, <laughs> yes. we're done. And Cajuns. And Cajuns. Yeah, we're really pissed off those Cajuns today. Hoo-da! Hoo-da! We are done. We have no listeners left. So if you are listening today, please leave us a review so we can get more. Now, now I really need to talk my mom into starting to listen to this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're defaulting the family friends now <laughs> to try to get listenership. We're backtracking. We're backtracking hardcore. <laughs> hey guys, can you leave me a review on this podcast where we talk about ghosts and shit? <laughs> hey, if you do like the podcast, do leave us a review. We're at uh, Apple Podcasts. We're also at, uh, boy, Spotify or pretty much whatever your favorite uh, podcast player is. You can find us on anchor.fm slash uh, the dash or slash not dash normal dash podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the not normal podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the not normal pod. And if you have any questions, you can email us at notnormalpod1 at gmail.com. All kinds of ways to find us. But, boy, we would love to get a review from you, a uh, ranking, a rating uh, from you, anything like that. And we would love to hear from you as well. We would also love to hear from you if you happen to uh, have a paranormal something you'd like us to talk about. We uh, would love to do that for you. We've... Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. We've got lists upon lists of things that we can talk about. But, uh, you know, if we hear from you, that'll let us know what you want to hear. And we'll even go into local stories maybe that aren't mainstream, that aren't the kind of national cryptozoologists on the front of their list, but maybe something that uh, has a little merit to it on a smaller scale and yeah, a bizarre happened village to you, maybe? far, far away. Yeah. I think we should just take the river monsters model and just go to these bizarre villages all around the world and really get to the bottom of this there you go i like it uh just like the the uh except for i'm going to the cajun area of louisiana i'm scared of that crap <laughs> you get your ass beheaded if they ever hear this podcast a voodoo witch uh, woman named ferris <laughs> uh I'll do you. I'll do you a favor and 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 not tell my cajun friend to listen to this episode uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today. Uh, thanks for joining us as always, and we will see you next time. Not Normal was recorded at the Venture Project by AJ Armstrong and edited by Randy Strew for Envision Podcasting. Audio clips downloaded courtesy moviesounds.org, and music was from infinitunes.co. Not normal is copyright to Randy Strew and A.J. Armstrong.